Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, sponsored by Amazon. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd. The price of Bitcoin is up, the number of U.S. COVID cases is down, and we're focused on what happens next in the GameStop saga. On February 18th, the House Financial Services Committee is scheduled to hold a hearing titled Game Stopped, who wins and loses when short sellers, social media, and retail investors collide. Among those expected to testify is Robinhood CEO, Vlad Tenev. By the time of the hearing, though, it's entirely possible that GameStop shares themselves will be trading where they were before all the recent commotion. The stock opened the year below $20 per share, rose to a staggering 348 per share just last week, but was down to around $100 as of this taping. The broader issue, though, isn't GameStop stock and if it's up or down. It's do the stock markets still work and what work even means in the context of what some on the left are referring to as casino capitalism. So we wanted to learn more about the hearing and what might spring from it with Representative Patrick McHenry, the ranking Republican on the House Financial Services Committee. That conversation in 15 seconds. We are joined now by Congressman Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. So, Congressman, your committee, the House Financial Services Committee, has a hearing set for later this month over this GameStop, Robinhood, et cetera, situation. What's the biggest thing you or other members of the committee are hoping to actually learn from this hearing? For me, I think we want to understand if any laws or regulations were broken. That's number one. Number two, uh, what laws or regulations inhibited uh, this or created this circumstance. I think of anachronistic or regulations or inappropriate regulations that have driven more interest in a narrow range of stocks, narrow range of opportunities, investment opportunities. How do we widen uh, the availability and, and open up markets? How do we democratize finance in a, in a real and vigorous way? And that's what I'm thinking about as, as my secondary purpose with this hearing. We've heard that Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev is going to be among those testifying who else are you guys asking to come uh, speak to you? Well, that's uh, Chairwoman Waters' decision on who uh, it comes uh, at the request of the chair. Who would you like her to ask? I think we need to understand the regulation piece. And so I, I think we have to understand that. That's uh, two. You know, you have Robin Hood, of course, you have to have the regulator or uh, perhaps DTCC or uh, someone from the SEC. And uh, and then third, I think you have to have a, a broader thinker about uh, why that this market event happens. We have a lot more interest uh, in our capital markets than ever before. We have average everyday investors that, that are connected uh, to the markets via technology, and they want more access to more sophisticated products. And I think we see these investors are pretty sophisticated. And um, yeah, we don't know how any market shakes out. We don't know how any investment shakes out for, for sure. But uh, overall, uh, you're looking at a pretty sophisticated investor class that wants access uh, to the other investment opportunities. I want to understand the ways that we can open up those markets. And, and I'm interested in witnesses that can, that can lead that discussion. Do you think it would behoove the committee to hear from, say, a hedge fund manager that was either shorting GameStop stock or has been on the other side of these trades and or some of the folks moderating the Reddit room? Now, that, that would be fine. I mean, the, the difficulty here is that you have, uh, I, as you know from covering covering this, you have uh, people that have a Reddit name and uh, are well-known under their um, pseudonym. 
That person may be a group of people and it might, might be a little more difficult to track down. They also have uh, interesting uh, names that they've given themselves that I don't think actually connected uh, with their actual person. I think that's a more complicated thing to, to get at. There seems to be two kind of competing narratives over what's happened over the past week. There's some people who say what we've seen is kind of a reflection that the, that the stock markets, the public equity markets are broken. And then there's others who look at it and say, no, they worked fine. People shorted stock, people bought stock, and there was a conflict between the two of them. Do you feel that the stock markets are in some way broken or was what we saw, you know, you've talked about democratizing stocks, which is what Robinhood's kind of tagline is. Was this an example of that? Was this kind of the, the mission you've been talking about for years to a certain extent coming to fruition? Chuck Schwab, 50 years ago, started pushing down the, the cost to trade. And he was the first mover. And his firm was the first mover in this place to, to bring down fees. And then there's been this competition on fees ever since. And so the average person buying a stock today pays no fee uh, for, for that stock trade. That is dramatically different than it was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And so that movement has been driven by technology and the availability of technology and more competition. So I think that, that you can't put that back in the box. And um, as a policymaker, uh, there is no extent of regulation or law that can put technology back in the box, innovation or broad interest by the populace in opportunities. So you have to embrace those things rather than try to hold them off or hold them at bay like some want to do with government policy or regulation. The inevitable is pushing this to us opening up markets more broadly. The inevitable here is the embracing of technology. The inevitable here is to have average everyday investors have the same investment opportunities as the privileged few currently have in our society today. You know, when you talk about not being able to put technology back in the box, one of the criticisms specifically of Robinhood, but of other trading apps too, is that while yes, the, the fees are down, they've made it much more accessible because it's all on our phones. They've also gamified it to a certain extent and, and, and made it even more like gambling than, than stock market investing has always been. Fair criticism? Um, well, if you don't like the outcome, that's always going to be the criticism. Right. And if you don't like uh, average everyday investors taking a little bit of risk, then, you know, that's much more of an ideological concern. We have a heavily regulated marketplace here and the SEC has put out quite onerous regulations on broker dealers that Robinhood and all of these trading apps have to abide by, just like the biggest broker dealers have to abide by them. And so I think that's all just a, a sort of nanny state nanny state beliefs or ideology that is saying that you can't have average Reddit, average everyday Reddit users communicate with each other to do something. Reddit's not a new piece of technology. But Robinhood is, Robinhood is gamified. I mean, if you've opened, I assume you've looked at the Robinhood app compared to even the Schwab app, it's a different experience. It is. And it's also a different uh, market niche that they're, they're going for. Uh, this is permissible under securities regulations. You know, I, I don't think we need to, to, to change that. Just to go back to this concept of, you know, the stock market working and the stock market being broken. Is there a fundamental problem with the market when you look at what happened with GameStop? If the idea of a stock is that in some way it's supposed to reflect the value of the company and shorting certainly has a role in that, right? Because when a stock gets too high, the short's supposed to kind of bring it back to reality. But GameStop hasn't, you know, gotten to be that much better of an underlying business in the last week. Certainly not this many multiples. And I guess maybe this goes to the gambling thing. Is there something a little bit broken here with the way the markets are operating? Um, markets aren't perfect. Buyer beware. Uh, you know, we shouldn't have people investing their life savings in speculative stocks. I, I like, I'm not endorsing that. I'm not 
and I'm not going to take part in that either. But yes, I mean, at times our stock market has gotten away from fundamentals and perhaps this has gotten away from fundamentals. But I'm going to let investors make that decision, not governmental officials. I don't think the central government should be mandating that. I think average investors should be making those decisions for themselves. And average investors should suffer the consequences if they make bad decisions, not the government, nor should the government bail out uh, any company or uh, individual uh, who's made bad decisions with their money. Do you expect that some sort, either uh, legislation or maybe on the SEC side, regulation is going to spring from what we've seen over the past week? Unclear. I, I think likely not. Uh, we've seen the recent release and explanation from Robinhood on the nature of the, the collateral that they had to post uh, for trading, that there's uh, longstanding regulations that, that they had to adhere to. I think we should not legislate to restrict the market to average everyday investors. I think that is punishing uh, Reddit users for making decisions for themselves. And I think that would be a bad, bad outcome, bad outcome for our markets, bad outcome for average investors and make us worse off. Last thing, you've been on the House Financial Services Committee since you joined Congress. Did you ever think you would be going into a hearing knowing full well that you are going to be talking a lot about Reddit users in your questions? <laughs> well, as long as I'm not quoting some of their some of their names, I think I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face with some of their some of their names that they've given themselves. But I look forward to hearing other members uh, use Reddit names uh, with with all sort of sincerity and reading and reading uh, uh, their posts. Congressman McHenry, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Welcome back. What we're watching today is Sputnik Five. No, that's not some sort of new Russian spacecraft. Instead, it's the COVID-19 vaccine developed in Russia. Last fall, the country's government said that Sputnik 5 was 92% effective, easily rivaling vaccines from companies like Moderna and Pfizer. But there was a lot of skepticism outside of Russia, namely because the results weren't yet peer-reviewed. Plus, you know, Russia. Well, British medical journal The Lancet today did publish peer-reviewed research from a large-scale clinical trial of Sputnik 5. The result, 92% efficacy. Today, we are also watching Uber, which said it will pay $1.1 billion to buy Drizzly, an on-demand alcohol delivery app that has seen usage skyrocket during the pandemic. One thing of interest to watch here is that Drizzly itself doesn't actually recruit, manage, or pay its delivery workers, you know, like Uber does. Instead, that work is done by local liquor stores, which use Drizzly kind of as back-end infrastructure. It should be interesting to see if both models can coexist under the Uber umbrella. And finally today, the American Gaming Association is out with new research predicting that 23.2 million Americans will bet a total of $4.3 billion on Super Bowl Sunday. Most of that will come via sportsbooks, whose volume is expected to increase 63% year over year, while bookie volume is expected to go down by 21%. You know, because there is little reason to bet with someone under the table when there's a legal option with similar odds. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national tater tots day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios recap. Oh, and if you haven't left us a review yet, please do so. Five stars if you're able. <laughs>